Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. I want to bring about, I don't know if it's necessarily something new, but take a little angle and make this more of um, an educational type podcast. Not necessarily me ranting, although I, I, I suppose I don't make any promises that I won't rant. Uh, but I want to keep this just educational, not political. So my goal here is not to you know swing this in either direction because let's face it, no matter what side of the political aisle you are on, games are always being played. Things are always being misrepresented. So this by no means is me taking shots at one side or the other. But I just want to talk through you know, how a few things work and then how it's definitely being misrepresented and why these sorts of ideas kind of have existed and why these sorts of you know policies have been in place for as long as they have and why, I mean, I would argue that they should be less, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. So the idea here and what I wanna talk about is, is taxes, but more so in particular, maybe you've heard it, but some people are saying, well, you know, millionaires and billionaires, they pay less taxes than you know the middle class and they pay, it's just not fair, you know, people that make more money, they should pay their fair share. And but point being that all these, you know, what what is it? The, I think the most probably overly used one is, you know, Warren Buffett. And if you're not familiar, Warren Buffett is one of the most, uh, you know, uh, he's one of the most wealthiest people in the world worth, you know, billions upon billions of dollars. But, you know, his secretary pays a higher tax rate than he does. Maybe you've heard it before, maybe not. But that's one of those like I think that's probably like the go-to example of what this whole argument uh, revolves around that Warren Buffett, one of the richest guys in the world, his secretary pays a higher tax rate than what he does. Now, tax rate is the key. The tax rate is a percentage of what you're going to pay. So, it, and depending on that percentage, it all depends on pretty much how much you make, but also the form at which you make it, how you make that money. And that's what I really wanna focus on because this is what gets gets lost a lot is people just look at how much somebody's making but not how they are making it. And, and there's, a, there's a lot that goes into the how and there's a reason why certain tax rates are gonna be different because it all goes back to the, not how much you're making but how are you making it. And the way that this is all structured, and there's an article out here on uh, you know, kind of the way they want to change this structure. Uh, this comes from the Wall Street Journal just out a few days ago. But pretty much there's a, um, a senator out there, and I won't even name what, what side of the aisle they're on, uh, but his whole thing is that they want to increase the capital gains tax to more of the ordinary income. And like I said, this I, I realize this stuff can get kind of confusing here, but the ordinary income, that is just what you make from like a job. If you go to a job, you what is a job? You exchange your time for money, right? And that time is being spent, you know, providing some sort of service to your employer. So that is what ordinary income is. You are just putting your time, you're doing some sort of job, and because you are giving somebody else your time, your or in economics terms, your labor, that person is paying for your labor. So labor and time, they go hand in hand. You are giving them their time, you are giving them your labor, and they are paying you back. They are paying you a salary, a per hour rate. A rate you know? So that is just what an ordinary income is. It's just whatever you make when you exchange your time and labor and then an employer pays you. But then you also have what's called a capital gains uh, tax. And capital gains are where, and remember, go back to the word how. How capital gains are made is well, you take some of your own money and you put it 
in harm's way, meaning you put it in a risky situation. Now, how is that different than ordinary income? Well, ordinary income is based on a job, right? And unless you're a drug dealer or doing something very, very shady, odds are like 99.9% .9 of the time, there is no risk. Meaning, if you show up at your job, if you put in the time, if you do what you are supposed to do, then like I said, odds are high, 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 high percentage of the time, 99.99% .99 of the time, you're gonna get money. So really, there is no risk. There is no risk at all for you to get that money. You put more money in your pocket at no risk. Now, yes, it did take time out of your day. You had to sacrifice time, but there wasn't any risk associated with that sacrifice. There wasn't any chance that you were just not gonna get a paycheck. Yes, I know, you can needle pick outliers will say, well, what about that situation where this, this, and that happened, and that person, did, okay. Like I said, 99.9% .9 of the time. And I'm emphasizing all this because this is where things get misaligned. People are focused on just the how much. Well, such and such, look how much money they are making. But the question becomes, well, how are they making that money? Are they just exchanging their time for a paycheck? Again, ordinary income. Or are they actually putting their money at risk? Are they actually putting their money in situations where they could potentially lose money? So another way to look at all this is you do not go to a job. It's not like you show up at a job and you're saying, you know what? I'm gonna work for eight hours, but there's a chance I could lose money. I mean, would you do that job? Would you take that job where you show up and it's, there's no guarantee that you're actually gonna get a paycheck? In fact, it may be a situation where your employer is like, hey, hey, Billy, you owe me money. That's a much different situation, isn't it? Because why? Well, in that situation, there's risk. Risk of what? Well, risk of you actually maybe losing your money. And that's what capital gains are based all around. In order to have a capital gain, you need to have put capital in harm's way, at risk. Once more, at risk of what? At risk of, well, potentially even losing that money. So because of that, those tax rates are lower. The capital, uh, the capital gains rate is lower than ordinary income. Because think about it. Let's, and this person is proposing, well, I wanna raise those taxes the same up to ordinary income. But that just doesn't make any sense. Why would you charge somebody even higher rates when they are taking on risk? The same rate as somebody that takes on zero risk. That, that's just, I mean, quite frankly, that's not fair. I mean, would you think that's fair? If someone was like, wait a second, that person over there has the same benefits as me when I'm the one taking risks? I mean, how would you feel about that? I would say that doesn't seem right. They're taking on no risk, I am taking on risk, yet we're still paying the same tax rate? Wait, what? How does that make any sense? It doesn't make any sense, right? Hopefully you're saying, yeah, that I would actually feel, again, put yourself in the person's shoes that is taking on risk. You are putting your money in situations where you could lose that money. Yet somebody else that has no financial risk, they are gonna get a paycheck. Yet you both are being, you know, being, being treated the same. To me, that, that doesn't really make sense at all. It's not a very fair situation. But that is what this person is proposing. And I really fully disagree with it. Now let's take a look, let, let's peel back another layer here and take a look at, okay, well, 
what kind of capital gains are you know is going on here? Well, capital gains, another way to look at all that is the word investment. These people are making investments. The most you know well known common are is either you know investing into the stock market or just you know maybe investing in the real estate. But either way, investments. Have you ever read the disclosures before? Past or past, or past performance is not a guarantee of future performance. Uh, you know this is not insured by the FDIC, meaning like this is not your bank account. If you lose money in the market or in the real estate markets, you well you lose that money. It's not like the bank or the government steps in and says, "Hey, don't worry about it. It's it's, it's FDIC insured like your bank account would be." No, that, the investment there is harm that could potentially happen. And that's what capital gains are. They are gains from somebody making an investment. But again, let's make that a little bit, an investment into what? Well, let's just say a, a stock. You make an investment into a stock, but the way the stock market works is you are giving that company money. That company says, hey, thank you very much for investing into us. We're gonna take that money and use it to try to build and grow our company. Once more now, they, they could use it very poorly if it's bad management things could change and maybe that company doesn't grow but it actually contracts, who knows, maybe that company goes bankrupt. And guess what? That investment, that money you gave them, they're not gonna be able to pay you back. Meaning you lost money because you took a risk. You risked your money with that investment into that company. Or who knows, maybe that company takes your money and because you gave them that money, because you gave them that investment, they are able to go and grow and grow and use your money to you know, in marketing and product development and research, R&D, all that sort of stuff. And maybe they grow and grow. And now not only are they able to pay you back your money, but they can pay you back through capital gains, meaning their stock price has gone up and up and up. Maybe they paid you dividends along the way, which means they just pay you every few months. It's like a check in the mail shows up and you get more money. But they are paying you more and more and more because, well, their company is growing. And because they're, one reason they are growing is, well, because you took a risk with them. You invested, you gave them some of your money. So that's a good situation, right? That's very different than somebody just walking into a job and saying, hey, I worked 40 hours this week, paycheck please, thank you very much. Much different than, hey, here's some money, I, 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 I trust you as a company, but there is no guarantees, maybe you're just lying to me, maybe you're not a very good manager, maybe your business plan isn't actually going to work out, uh, but you know, here you go, here's some money and let's see what happens with it. So that's why those tax rates are different because ordinary income, no risk. Capital gains, there is risk because that company could go down, that company could shrink, that company could just go bankrupt. So what are you doing, if, the, if this were to actually pass, if ordinary, so let, well, actually, let me look at. Let me just ask you. Let's put yourselves in this situation again. If somebody says, "Well, you know, Billy, I know uh, you've been taking risk, and because you've taken those risks, we've just been charging you lower taxes." Because yeah, that that money uh, you you made an investment in the economy, you made an investment into you know some sort of company. Uh, but we thank you, thank you for taking that risk. Thank you for investing some of your money back into the economy. Whether, like I said, that's a stock market, whether that's some sort of piece of real estate, you are investing your money back into the economy. So thank you very much uh, for taking that risk. We're going to charge you lower. But what if all of a sudden they're like, you know what, Billy? We know you're taking risk. We know you could lose that money. We know that money could just you know poof disappear. And 
I, and we appreciate that. We appreciate that, Billy. You're taking a, a big risk that money. But you know, if you do have success, so if that works out, guess what? You're still gonna pay the same tax rate as somebody else that's taking no risk. How, would that make you wanna actually invest your money? Would that make you wanna actually take risks? I mean, yeah, sure you would, but would you be more hesitant about it? Would you be more conservative about it? Of course you would. I mean, why bother taking risks? Now, sure, the upside is there. Well, that's why I'm gonna bother taking the risks. But I mean, if that upside does happen, you're, 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 getting, you're paying the same tax as somebody that took no risk at all. Once again, am I saying that investment is just going to go to a driving halt? No, absolutely not. But just from a, you know, I don't wanna say a moral perspective, but just a, a logistics perspective, none of that makes very much sense. And you need to understand, you need to be able to explain this to people because it's only a matter of time uh, before somebody throws in your face, well, you know, Warren Buffett, he pays a lower tax rate, rate being the key word. He pays a lower tax rate than a secretary. Yes, but why? You should be able to answer that question now because Warren Buffett invests his money. That is where his money comes from, capital gains, dividends. He is investing his money. He is putting his money at risk. He's helping to build the economy. So yes, because of that, because he is taking a risk, he is getting a lower tax rate. His secretary, she's not taking a risk. She's showing up to work every day. She's exchanging her time for a paycheck, no risk, she gets money. So that's why she's gonna pay a higher tax rate because she has zero risk. Warren Buffett taking on all kinds of risk, helping the economy, stimulating the economy by investing back into it. The secretary, no, she's showing up for a paycheck, she's getting her paycheck, and that's it. Now, if the secretary wants to invest some of that paycheck, well, then that's where she's putting herself into the capital gains category, and that's great. But looking at it strictly from a job, no risk, versus investing your money, putting your money in harm's way, there's a huge difference. So that is exactly why those that discrepancy appears. It's not that Warren Buffett is manipulating the tax system. It's not that, you know, or any rich person is somehow a, a sleazeball that is being greedy. No, they are taking a risk with their money. And if somebody with a job has a problem with that, then all you have to say to that person is, listen, let's do this. Do you, do you work? Yeah, I work. How many hours a week do you work? Oh, I work 40 hours a week, okay. Let's do this. Let's say that for that 40 hours, you may actually owe your boss money. Meaning you're, you're not guaranteed to get a paycheck. Not only are you not guaranteed to get a paycheck, you might actually owe your boss money. And how that's gonna be dictated? Well, you know, if, if you don't do a good job, then you're gonna actually owe your boss money. Or maybe, you know, something just crazy happens and you're gonna owe your boss money. Because here, here's the th thing, with investments, sometimes crazy things happen. Hence why they're, much higher, why they're considered higher risk. So let's just say, you know, Jimmy's friend, that, uh, you know, are you, are you willing to do that? Again, Jimmy, you could be doing, or Jimmy's friend, you could be doing a great job, but you know, if crazy things happen, and if those crazy things happen, guess what, you just worked 40 hours, and not only did you not get a paycheck, you, you owe your boss money. You wanna do that? They would think that's the dumbest thing ever. What just changed? Well, you introduced risk into their situation. You introduced uncertainty into their situation. That's why capital gains are lower. 
because those gains come with much higher risk, much higher uncertainty. Ordinary income, no, you show up, you put in the time, and you get a paycheck. And I keep beating that home, but I want you to be very, very well prepared for this when you're going about, because you are clearly interested in money, you're clearly interested in growing your wealth, if you are listening to this podcast. And those are those, these are the things that are going to severely refrain you from growing wealth. It's if all of a sudden you are paying the same tax rates as somebody that pays or that is taking no risk and now you're paying even higher, that is very detrimental. Not only to the economy because, well, less people are gonna invest into it and the less people that invest into an economy, well, I mean, the economy's not gonna do as well. That's just basic economics. That's by no means some sort of, you know, um, Nobel Peace Prize winning uh, assertment on my part. So please just think about this and you don't have to be a jerk to somebody that maybe throws this in your face, but just walk them through that scenario and introduce some uncertainty to their situation, introduce some risk into their situation and see how they reply. Because it's no different. Warren Buffett, he could wake up and be not a billionaire anymore if something crazy, crazy were to happen. Because his money is being generated from just taking those risks and putting things in uncertain situations, which is what the stock market is, which is what the real estate market is, which is what anything is. Anything is, you know, uncertainty. And, you know, when it comes to the markets and investing your money. So I just want to, you know, go through that because I see this pop up and um, at the surface, it seems like the compassionate thing to do. It seems like, yes, those, those, those rich people are being so greedy. They, uh, how is it that Warren Buffett worth tens of billions of dollars pays lower tax rates than his secretary? Well, that is how. Now you understand, now you understand how it can be very dangerous and once more, if you are interested in growing wealth, if you wanna build wealth, then you, it is, you have every right to say, wait a second, wait a second, I'm not saying that I don't need to pay any taxes, but I'm the one taking on risk. I'm the one taking on uncertainty. I could lose that money that I'm investing. So because of that, I feel as though I should get a little bit kind of a break. I feel like I should pay a little bit less taxes on that money that I make because I took a risk on it. I, I think that's very reasonable. And if somebody say, nope, that's not reasonable, then you know sometimes you just can't convince people, but I think that's a very reasonable argument to make with somebody. It's just that there's no guarantees I'm gonna make any money. In fact, I could lose some of this money. So I mean, don't, don't you, wouldn't you agree that I should probably get a little bit lower of a tax rate when I know that potentially that money could be lost? And that's how you approach it. But that's all I have to say. Just wanna, I, I saw that article and these ones just kinda rub me the wrong way. Again, all sides of the aisle do it. So this is not me bashing on one political party or another. Um, but you just have to know how these things work and how things are being misrepresented and how things are actually generated. So again, don't look at how much somebody's making. Look at, well, how are they making it? Are they making it via taking on lots of risk or are they making it with no risk, showing up, exchanging their time and labor for a paycheck? Big, big difference. And that's why the current structure is set up the way it is. If you take risks, great. You're gonna pay a lower tax rate. If you don't wanna take risks, that's fine, but you're gonna pay a higher tax rate. Now, I'm not saying that is necessarily right. I, I think all those tax rates should come down, but that's another discussion for another day. So that's how it works. If you have any questions or anything, let me know. Um, and, or if you maybe if you have an idea of how you could also uh, structure this to, to you know, inform somebody else that's being misled by the whole Warren Buffett secretary thing, yeah, definitely share that with me. I'm not saying that I've explained it perfectly, uh, but I always love hearing from you as listeners. So thank you for hanging out, and I will see you back next week. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. 
First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there. And I, I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.